This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, Emma. Can you see me? Yes. Can you see me? I can see you. Can you hear? I can hear. Yeah. Now we're starting. Take it away. Brilliant. Okay. So (laughs) welcome, everyone. I want to introduce Emma Burley. Emma is a professional makeup artist living in New York City. She's also a current student as well as a mental health blogger. And she's been taking (laughs) Jubilance since the beginning. And so we're so excited to have her on. Welcome, Mm -hmm. Emma. Hi, Alice. Hello. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm just excited. I'm just happy. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. I'd love to start off with some sort of like more fun questions. So what is your favorite dessert? Oh my God. So I am going to say pistachio ice cream. Huh. I just, okay, I'm weird. I just like the color mint green and I just like the taste. And I also really like strawberry shortcake. Like I like fresh whipped cream and strawberries. And I would say also just like milk chocolate, good milk chocolate. Oh, so good. Dipped in tea. I could get on board for all of those. Yeah. Dipped in tea. Yeah, or like dipped in like a hot drink. It like melts and yeah. So those are, I would say would be my three. Oh, perfect. Okay. (laughs) Lip gloss or lipstick? I would say lipstick. Oh, okay. Is that what you have on now? It is. About five different colors. Five different colors? (laughs) Yes. See, I tried to do makeup for you and it just didn't work. (laughs) You look great, Alice. You look really like natural and authentic, which is good because people that don't wear a lot of makeup usually, and then they just wear it for one random occasion, they don't always do it right. But since... I know you're not a heavy makeup wearer. You just look super chill and like you look great. Like, yeah, which is perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Tampon or pad? I prefer pads, but sometimes okay. I do need to use both. It's good we have options. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite random fact? Okay. This is kind of silly, but you know how the printer ink, like when you put in your ink cartridges, you'll see, or even on your computer, it'll say like, the ink, the colors of the ink, it'll say, it'll be cyan, magenta, and yellow. Well, there are theories that that's actually the original color wheel, primary colors, because if you mix cyan, magenta, and yellow, you can pretty much make any color. Huh. That's my favorite. That's so cool. Oh, that's neat. And perfect for you to know about, like, how to mix colors on someone's face. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Alan. Um, can you tell us about where you're from? So I was actually born right smack in Manhattan on actually 86 in Amsterdam. So Upper West Side, my parents, they had a, I think a one bedroom and it was really cheap at that time. This was 1986 when I was born. So I was born in Manhattan and I grew up in Westchester, New York, um, in Dobbs Ferry um, from, from about kindergarten to senior year. So that's really kind of where I grew up. But I actually have been in Brooklyn since I was 18 because as soon as my sister and I were done with high school, my parents left the suburbs, moved to Brooklyn, and I've pretty much been here ever since, and my family lives here, so I kind of feel like both Dobbs Ferry and Brooklyn are where I'm from. That's awesome. Can you talk about um, how you got to Brooklyn and how you've decided to become a makeup artist? Yeah, so... I actually, in, I have a learning disability uh, called dyscalculia, which is kind of like dyslexia, mm. but it's more with math. Like it's just 
the, the sort of frontal lobes of your brain have a hard time processing like lots and lots of concepts. So things like algebra and math were very hard for me as a kid. And I just, I wasn't a very good academic, uh, but I was very good with, with paint. And my sister had gone to makeup school when she, cause she was also not super academic either, but she was really into theater. So she went to makeup school and she, she was thriving and I was kind of lost and she just said, you know, why don't you do this too? Like, this is something we both love. Just get on board. And so I went to makeup school and that's really where I kind of got into it was kind of my sister and being bad at math. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so you like figured out like what you really wanted to do there. Yeah. Yeah. And can you talk about like, what's your favorite part about living in Brooklyn? Um, well, okay. For me personally, my parents live down the street. So I love that I can see my parents and my sister's also about a five minute walk. And I even have cousins that are also about a 10 minute walk. So I've got family, I've got relatives galore, which is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So I feel like I always have a support system here, but I also just love the cultural diversity in New York City in general. I mean, it is a melting pot. Um, you will never feel like a minority here, I don't think, or you'll never feel like a majority. There's just every, every culture, everything, you know? Yeah. Do you have a favorite restaurant in Brooklyn? Cause I know like you've talked about, there's like, you can find anything there. So yeah. where, where's your favorite? So actually there is a cafe in, in Ditmas Park where I live. It's called Cafe Madeline and it's, it's pretty casual, like breakfast and lunch, but they have an amazing menu. They've got a lot of vegan options and a lot of, they have good lamb and meats. So it's good for like kind of anyone to just go. And it's sort of a progressive restaurant. They're very lo local source, organic. Um, they always have ripe avocados. That's a pet peeve. Like it has to be a good avocado. So they've always got- That's so true. Yeah, so they've always got it's great- It's hard to find. <laughs> I know, it is actually. And so the owner actually, he is, he lives above the cafe and he opened two other wow. cafes on the same street. So he's kind of this cool restaurant tour, but this particular cafe is called Cafe Madeline and it is a popular cafe and it's, it's really good. So that's, I'd say in Brooklyn, my favorite right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And can you talk about your favorite project that you've worked on as a makeup artist? Like what's been the most extreme and fun? <sighs> okay. So I guess the, the short answer would be I worked on a web series called Cop Show. And it, it's, it's a comedy series that you can find on YouTube. And it was created by Colin Quinn. He's a comedian. If you Google him, you'll see. You'll see he, he's kind of like famous, but he, he never made the household name. But he's actually friends with like Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock and all the bigwigs. So he got all these iconic comedians to be on the show. So I was able to work on that show and um, be around them. And that was the most amazing situation for me, I think. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any tricks or tips um, for like, for us viewers, like using makeup or putting on makeup? What's, what's a go-to tip you can tell us? I would say like off the top of my head, a lot of people wear mascara. That's a common makeup, right? For most women. Yeah. Um, I think mascara is really important because no matter who you're looking at, like you can see when someone's m mascara is done right or not right. <laughs> and I think a big faux pas is when people don't take the time after they've applied their mascara to comb through their eyelashes and make sure it's really nice. So I would say buy an eyelash comb. I actually have one right here because yeah, 
I uh, didn't even know those existed. Yeah, these are not expensive. I got this. I mean, this is a slightly... Okay, so this is from the brand Makeup Forever. Since I'm a makeup artist, I sometimes have expensive stuff in my kit just because. But you can buy this at, like, Sephora, too, like a Sephora brand. It's not going to be expensive. But this metal part here, this is a comb. And it's, it's going to comb through your lashes. And so once you're done applying mascara, give your eyelashes, like, two minutes to dry. And just comb through them because it'll make a really big difference. Wow. What does it do? It just like makes it not as clumpy or? Yeah, it takes away any clump. And also sometimes, oh. sometimes eyelashes, like even if they're not clumpy, they can kind of like move in a funny way. So once the mascara is dry, it's kind of like hair, you know, you comb your hair and you sort of shape it. It's kind of the same way because eyelashes are hair. So it's kind of like you're combing it, you're shaping it, you're making sure that the lashes are kind of even. So I think that's wow. I think that's important, especially if you're having like a close-up photo of yourself, or you're meeting someone face-to-face, um, -face, like you're going to a restaurant and you're sitting across from a date. You want your eyelashes to look good. So that to me is a, oh. a big deal. Yeah, that's wow. an important one. And actually I have one more. Um, the other one is also translucent powder. I have this right here. This is not expensive either. This is Ben Nye. I think this was $7.99. So this, this has lasted me now. It's like a big like container. I think this has lasted me about a year and I still have a good amount left. This is just a powder. It's a setting powder. So when you put on foundation on your skin or under your eyes, you want to set it with a powder because A, it'll keep it from um, getting on people's clothes. If you give someone a hug, you don't want your makeup to get on someone's white t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and also it'll keep like creases because I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I have wrinkles and I'm fine with that. A lot of women do. And we don't want like our concealer and our foundation to cake up and crease. So that's why it's nice to powder it. Oh. It like sets it. Also though, I will say if you have really deep wrinkles in your forehead, I would avoid putting a uh, product on those spots because makeup does ultimately kind of like sink into places. Okay, now I'm going on a tangent, but you get the point. <laughs> so translucent powder and eyelash comb, I'd say. Are wow. Okay, yeah. things I need to do, both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, so then like what is your go-to lipstick or lip gloss? You say, so, and why do you prefer a lipstick over a lip gloss? I've always done lip gloss. Um, yeah. I'm so curious. Yeah. Okay. So for me, when it comes to my own face and other people's faces, I think most people have a natural pigment to their lip. So if you don't have a lot of time, because makeup is all about prioritizing, because ultimately we need to get places on time. We need to do things on time. I, I, I say this as somebody who's naturally late to everything. So I've managed to whittle things down. <laughs> and lipstick, I'm sorry, lip gloss, um, oh my God, I don't know if, now I might be contradicting myself, because lip gloss can be quick which is why people love it. However, I feel like as a natural lip, we all have pink. So just put some chapstick on. You don't need to worry. Just put some cheap <laughs> chapstick on. Like, okay. You know, because then you'll be hydrated and you don't have to deal with thinking about it. Now, if you have the time, you put on the lipstick. So that's my thing. Like, I feel like with lip gloss, it can get on your teeth because it's a little messy, huh. and it can kind of bleed. So I just think for me, I'm either like nothing with some chapstick, or I want to spend the time and I want to put the lipstick on. That's kind of who, how I am. And I'm like that wow. with, with other people too. If I have to do someone's makeup from the camera, I'm like, oh, their lips are pink, they're fine. Or I'm like, okay, we've got some time. Let's do some lipstick. 
Oh, wow. And you said you're wearing like five different shades right now. <laughs> is there a reason for that? Or like, should we all be blue? No, I'm just crazy, basically. Um, you don't need that's to. fun. You don't need to. It is fun because lipstick does, it does make an impact on the, on the face. Um, and like sometimes, honestly, right now I can't find my pink that I like. So I was trying to kind of come up with this pink. So I had like a hot pink and then I had a light pink. And so then I mixed those and it wasn't quite right. So then I put in like a beige. So you can kind of just wow. like mix until you get like a tone. Honestly, I'm not thrilled with how this turned out, but I'm, I'm okay. I think it looks great. Thank you. But like, so like sometimes it's just, I don't have the color that I want. So I try to kind of mix it with other things. Like I'll take like different colors and I'll try to make them. Um, and sometimes I will just have my color. Like I, I like a ballerina, like soft pink. That's kind of what I like. Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I think that would look really good on you too, by the way, just like oh. a basic pink that can be really good for blondes. Okay. I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> yeah. I think when in doubt for blondes, a, a soft pink is nice. And also for, um, mm -hmm. people with more of like a brunette, uh, dark, dark hair, often like a berry or a, a, like a cranberry tone is often really nice. Oh, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so do you have any fall traditions? Do you have any like fall makeup traditions or just traditions in the city? I would say for fall, I just like to go for little walks. You know, it's not as hot and you can kind of just enjoy the atmosphere of like the trees. And I feel like it's a fun time to sort of people watch and just kind of get new ideas like as the seasons have, have changed. I tend to get a little overwhelmed on Halloween because I feel like when I first started my career as a makeup artist, I was into it and then it was like, eh, like I don't really feel like, like I don't have the money. Like it just got too much. So I, I don't really dress up anymore. I'm kind of boring. I just That's like, okay. you know, I, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy Halloween. I like to walk around and like see what other people are doing. Um, and it's just nice that it's not so hot out anymore, you know? Because I, awesome. I feel like the heat can get a little intense. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's starting to feel more and more like fall, which I'm a little sad about. Oh, are you a summer girl? <laughs> yes, I love the summer. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally get that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I miss it already. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you talk about your biggest success story, Emma? Biggest success. Oof, that's a tough one. It's funny because I feel like success can really stem from a lot of things. Um, yeah, in some, it's really up to you. Yeah, like in some ways I would say just, um, I guess the decision to become a makeup artist and then doing it and sticking with it. Um, I feel a little sad because I've made a lot of mistakes in, in my career. Um, I've, quit, I've quit some jobs. I've, I've burned a few bridges, you know, like I'm not perfect. But I also feel like I, I've, like, done it for a long time. And I've, I guess, like, my biggest success would just be that I was able to do um, a, a very, like, famous person like Seth Meyers' makeup and not, not like, humiliate myself. <laughs> like, I basically did it and, and it went okay. Like, I would say that would be my success. Just, like, doing awesome. the thing and doing it okay, you yes. know. That's about it. Yeah, I think that's great. That's amazing. And you, like, keep doing it, so. Because I feel like, I don't know, even, even like, another success could just be, like, I, so I am in school now, and I have to take a math class, 
and um, I, I took the class and I passed the class. Now, granted, the teacher was incredibly empathetic. He knew I had a learning disability and he like gave me a lot of um, <clears throat> grace, I guess, and like leeway. Um, but I like did the class. That's awesome. That is success yeah. that you just like you accomplished it. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's and taking, taking jubilance. <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want to, we want to talk about that. So like, I guess getting into it a little bit, mm -hmm. can you talk about like what your definition is for being a woman? Okay. So that's, that's like, thank you for asking me that. I feel very honored because I feel like I'm a little sister. And so I've always been like the kid and my sister's been the woman in my eyes anyway. So like the <laughs> fact that you're asking me, it's like, wow, I get to be the big woman. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say the definition of being a woman for me at least is like, kind of like women's intuition, like knowing your intuition and kind of being like an empathetic and sensitive individual and like owning that and being okay with that. You know, like I feel like so many times I've been told in my life to man up or toughen up. And you know what? Why should I have to man up? Like I'm a woman, so I'm sensitive <laughs> and I have like a lot of deep feelings. So I feel like just being that, like having feelings and being okay with those feelings and, you know, going with your menstrual cycle. It sounds cheesy, but we get our periods once a month until we're in menopause, you know, and then we have to go through that. So it's like own, owning like owning things like that and being okay with them and not trying to like deny, you know? Oh, and one more thing. Um, yeah. Like when it comes to being a woman, we can give birth. Right. So like figuring that out, like if you want to have a child, like that's wonderful, but if you don't, that's okay too. And just kind of like trusting your intuition with that kind of stuff. I think, I think that's a great definition for it. Intuition and like, we're just all figuring stuff out, which I think is what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I'm curious too, you kind of talked about like people have told you to toughen up. Um, oh have God. you ever felt like, I mean, have you felt prejudice for like your gender? Oh yeah. Like being female? Definitely. And can you talk about that? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple things. Number one, just being a makeup artist in general, makeup artists don't get treated that well. And it's, it's a common thing in the film industry. People will say, oh, yeah, makeup artists really? don't get treated very well. And it is a generally female line of work. And um, huh. we often are just kind of like either pressured to do something really fast or we're shooed out of the way. So that's tough. And so I, I, I felt a general sense of prejudice just in my line of work, which happens to be a typically feminine, female-oriented position. And then mm. also... Um, like specific example, so I actually had to take an art class recently, which you would think I would love because I'm an artsy person, um, but the professor who was a male, um, I, I felt like whenever he would teach me something and I wouldn't get it right away, he would like really embarrass me. And I felt mm. like it was partly like he had some misogyny going on with him because even some of my classmates felt it. Like they were like, you know, we kind of felt like we were watching like an abusive guy, like oh, to God. a woman. Like I've just you, you get that you get you get that feeling mm. sometimes as a woman. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thanks. Yeah, it was tough, and like I still think about it too. But then I'm like, you know what? I got through it, and yeah. Sometimes oh, you can't change people either. You know, I like I feel like if a man had to experience PMS, they there would be like 
so many more solutions for them or like they would not be able to handle the level of pain that we go through once a month. Totally. Which I think is wild. Yeah. Can you you talk about um, your PMS and what it's been like and then like what it was before jubilance? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this. I was quite unstable before like I actually got my period. Like honestly, it would be like six days of like me feeling like like I was spiraling out of control and then I'd get my period and I'd be like, oh yeah, this. And every month it would be the same thing. I would always forget. It was crazy. Like, you know, that's when I started the mental health blog. I think it was about a year and a half ago where I was like, you know what? I want to write about this because I like, I need an outlet. And um, that's kind of what led me to you, which is awesome. And I would say like, I'm 33 now, like meeting your company is the first time I had any like tool because I was just kind of like, I didn't know what to do. And I had a, a friend who also, who read my blog and she, she was really awesome. She emailed me and she was like, I have it too. And she gave me some um, advice, but she hadn't really had a, a cure either for herself. Like she was kind of lost as well. So we were both kind of like, yeah, we don't know what to do. I mean, it's, it's been tough. And I try to tell people about jubilance, but it, it's still, it's still this like, non-mainstream topic, which is unfortunate because it should be. I mean, it's definitely not something that people want to talk about. Like you don't talk about PMS. You don't talk about your period. And, um, you've been taking jubilance for over a year now. Yeah. Can you talk about how you feel? (laughs) It's, it's pretty great. Or how you don't feel. I don't feel angry all the time, you know, on the 12th of the month, like I did. I don't feel like, honestly, I felt like a bully to my boyfriend. Cause like, I would just be so mad about everything that I would like somehow just take it out on whoever was like around me the most. And um, so I just feel a lot like, I just feel sane. <laughs> like it's, it's good. Yeah. And so like PMS is probably just like, it's just on the back burner now for you. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I remember you talking to us at first and it was something you had to plan your life around. Yeah, definitely. And, and like now, like, does that even, does it even come up in your mind? No. The only thing I will say is aside from PMS, you know, I, a lot of women have this where it's like, I'll get like really bloated and like my back will hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. sure. I still have to do that, but like, or deal with that. But like, my head is okay. And that's really the most important thing because when you're not like in control of your like head and your mind, like bad things can happen. Yeah. You know, totally. Well, thank you. We're so glad that you could, it can help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just have like a couple more questions for you. Okay. Okay. So if a woman <laughs> were to like walk by you on the street and you had like a minute to give her advice, your best tip about like, anything we talked about today or anything else in the world, what would you give her? Okay. So I would say, let your feelings be your guide, like be an investigator of your feelings. So like, for example, if you are feeling sad, like ask yourself some questions, like what's going on right now? You know, why am I sad? Because you could find the solution to that. Like, for example, if like, my mom recently was like really upset about this like weekend she had with some people and it was like, Oh, why are you so sad? Maybe those people aren't the people you should be surrounding yourself with. It's nothing bad about you. It's just, you had a bad time. I think so many people don't 
trust their own feelings and they feel ashamed and it's like no let your feelings be your guide like just you maybe you feel really happy mm. why do you feel so happy huh, maybe you did something that makes you feel good like mm. like for me i recently realized that exercising makes me feel really happy but weighing myself makes me feel really sad oh god right <laughs> yeah, so i'm like just- keep that away. I'm not going to weigh myself anymore and I'm going to keep exercising. And some of the, like, I've, I follow a lot of fitness people on like YouTube and like some of the most successful fitness entrepreneurs, they don't weigh themselves and they're in like amazing shape. So yeah. Yeah. Let your feelings be your guide. I think that's awesome. That's that's so cool, Emma. (gasps) Thank you, Alice. (laughs) Yeah, I just have a couple of fun questions yeah. to, like, to end with. Yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, okay, when it comes to serious shows, I recently have watched two shows that I like. One is Poldark. Oh, I've heard that's really good. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's like a British drama, um, and, like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know. It's super good. It's kind of like if you like Downton Abbey, you might like Poldark. That sounds great. Yeah. So I loved Poldark. I watched almost all of it. And I think there's like five seasons and I think it's still happening. Like I think there's a new season coming out. So I'm excited for that. And then I also watched a show on Netflix called Into the Dark, I think it's called. It's about a a woman who's like in her late 20s and she's blind. And it's all about just like her life. And it's it's current. So it's like, you know, stuff like texting and calling your Uber when you're blind. Like, how yeah. does that work? Getting your period when you're blind. Like, it's, a, it's an interesting show. So oh, I recommend wow. that. That's it, so interesting. I think it's called In the Dark or Into the Dark. But if you just huh. Google, like, blind, you the Netflix, like, drama, like, it'll come up. Um, and then wow. um, for comedy, I, I, I don't know if you've heard of the show Working Moms. No, that's, what is that? That's also Netflix, and it's about, it's, I think it takes place in Canada, and it's like a, it's a total comedy about, like, young working moms who, like, have to deal with breastfeeding and things like that. So, total, like, woman-friendly show. And then huh. you know I love The Bachelor, so I have to say that. Oh, it's the best <laughs> show ever. Have you been following Bachelor in Paradise? It's, like, my life. Like, oh, I, my God, it's so good. JPJ and Tasha forever. <laughs> well, so what's funny, yeah. what's funny about The Bachelor is, like, that is my guilty pleasure. But I feel like I can stop hiding it because I feel like a lot of respectable people watch it. Like, Jimmy. Everyone loves it. Everyone it's loves great. it. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for being on. It was such a pleasure to have you and see you. You too. Um, and thank you for all the work that you do. Yeah, we're so we're so happy that it can help you. So that's why we do this. So it's lovely to see you. Bye, Alice. Bye, Emma. Have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye.